The time on Radio Holderberg, quarter past ten. My name is Vanessa Bourne. This is In The Zone. And uh, very excited to have my guest in studio, Quinton van Rooyen, General Manager of Peak. Welcome to Radio Holderberg. Thank you for having me. Now, Quinton, the reason that I got you into studio was about two weeks ago, and for people who don't know, about two weeks ago, Virgin Active suffered a cyber attack. And uh, what happened was, is they were targeted by sophisticated cyber criminals, and basically Virgin Active were locked out of their own computer system. And as I said to you uh, uh, before the news, I said, I think to me, it feels like somebody has taken the keys of your property or your business, changed the locks, and they're standing in and they're looking from the inside out saying, where, where, you can't get in. Is it something like that, if I understood it correctly, in its basic form? Yes, basically, um, and, and I just have to say, we can't definitely say that it was what's the case here, but ransomware, what it does, it takes your, your system hard drive mm-hmm. and the stuff you have on it, and it encrypts it, mm-hmm. and then you either have to pay them a fee or you have to decrypt the data, which is possible with some software these days. But neither are good options if you don't have backups. Okay. So uh, my, my, my next very basic question is, what thrill or what benefit does a hacker derive from doing this to a company, be it large or small? Is it bragging rights? Um, do they do they access information? Do they use that information? Is it a, 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 it's a it's criminal, of course. Yes. So there are different reasons for these attacks. Uh, normally, ransomware they want money, mm-hmm. um, and that means that if you want your data back, you have to pay them in Bitcoin. Okay. Uh, or another uh, untraceable currency where you can then buy to get your data back. So that's one option is money. Mm-hmm. Like any, basically, it's like theft. Yeah. Then it's um, there's data theft where mm-hmm. they want the information. Okay. So what they do then is they scrape a database for identifiable data like your name, your surname, your email address. If they can get it, your cell phone number, your ID number or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they sell those lists online for people to use for scamming or for okay. identity theft. Okay. And then there is a small subset of people who just do it for the bragging rights. <laughs> um, they generally just deface a website. Mm-hmm. So they replace the images with something and normally their logo saying we have this site and then they'll post it online saying, oh, look, we hacked this site. Okay. Um, so those are the three main reasons there are other reasons for hacking as well like state-sponsored hacking espionage um corporate espionage where you're trying to to spawn your um your competitors Mm. but the things we see most are are one of those three most likely being ransomware or um uh, identity theft or information theft so let's speak about the identity theft that is that's very serious and and i think that every one of us um, could be an in, a victim of that via this kind of cyber attack. Is there anything that we as individuals can do or that we should look out for? Yes. Um, these days, computers are made as secure as possible to use. You've got your password, you've got your email password, you've got two-step verification. Your weak point is your end user. You okay. get an email saying, 
um, Microsoft wants to notify you that your mailbox is almost full. Click here to look at uh, your mailbox before you lose emails. Mm -hmm. Or you've got emails held in, cha in, in a queue, please release them. Uh -huh. And then you click on that link and then it says log in with your username and password. And then you type that in mm -hmm. and then nothing happens. But you've now entered your email address and password in a form that takes that details. And now people use your details to send spam or spread misinformation okay. or to go to websites and reset your password okay. um, in order to, to gain more info. So it would be advisable, I've always heard and there's a lot of articles talking about regular changing of passwords, things like that. Is that one way that we can protect ourselves? You can regularly change your password, but you should make use of a password manager. Mm-hmm and also where you can make use of two-step verification and okay. not only the sms kind there are other uh, types of two-step verification which is harder to spoof because um sim card fraud is a thing mm -hmm. and they can spoof your sim card and then get your two-step code okay um so something like google authenticator will work well there um yeah and then Longer passwords are better, but now you get to the point where passwords are hard to remember. Oh, gosh, you, 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 that is that was going to be my next question: is just remembering these passwords has become a monumental nightmare, I think, for everybody. And um, the whole idea of having a pass one password is also not good. So you have subtle changes and things like that, and then you can't remember. And that happens to me. Yeah. I can't remember if it was a number I changed, whether it was a letter, whether it was a symbol. Um, how do you manage your passwords? Let me ask you. <laughs> so there's a simple way of doing it. So let's start with what passwords have become. Passwords have become these complicated things that has to be, say, at least six characters or eight characters. Mm -hmm. has to have a special character like a pound sign or an at sign or a dollar sign. It has to have a number and it has to have one uppercase and lowercase. Okay. Those things are easy for computers to remember and, and decipher. Mm-hmm. If they have access to the database, they can try and decrypt it. Okay. But hard for people to remember. Mm. So what I do is I have, uh, I use what's called a prefix postfix system. Okay. So your prefix is the part in front of the unique part. And that you can make as complicated as you want, but easy for you to remember. Mm -hmm. um, that will include a number, a special character, and can be, say, four characters long. Okay. Not too hard to remember. Mm. Then your middle part of your password can be something like that is a plain dictionary word. Mm -hmm. And then the postfix can be something else unique to that website. Okay. Um, say, for instance, uh, for Facebook, you don't want to include the word Facebook in your mm -hmm. password. But mm -hmm. your prefix could be, simple example, um, the, the opening bracket shift 9 to, mm -hmm. say, C. Uh, shift two for at uh -huh. dollar sign pound key. So that spells out cash in okay. special characters. Yes. Right. So that's taking care of your special characters. And now your middle part can be something like um, dog walk mm -hmm. two words. And then the last part can be something unique to Facebook that you link to it. Okay. Um, say, for instance, book face. Okay. So it's all, it's all association. And that's yes. the best way to do that. Yeah, and Afrikaans used to call it building a donkey brug. <laughs> 
So it, it, it makes perfect sense. And I've never thought about it that way. The other thing that I've also heard or somebody once suggested was to have two separate uh, Gmail accounts. You have your fun Gmail and then you have your serious Gmail. So the things that you access via Gmail that are serious bank accounts, things like that, go through that. And the fun stuff just stays on the other one. So I don't know how, how worthwhile that one is. What I want to ask you, moving away a little bit from, from the end user, is is speaking specifically about businesses and small businesses. What can they do to protect themselves from a potential? Because obviously, um, these guys don't really care um, who they are. They're criminals, and they're going to target vulnerable people and vulnerable businesses. So how do people move themselves out of the vulnerable block into the informed, empowered um actively aware of protecting their businesses right, so there are a few things that they can do that is not too expensive mm-hmm. especially for small businesses in south africa um, make sure you do regular backups mm-hmm. and use something like backup software that makes file backups off of your premises um, regularly meaning every 15 minutes mm-hmm. if you can can afford wow it. okay um, and those file backups can be stored in the cloud but also on a removable drive so you have to have a backup strategy that gives you differential backups as files change they get backed up mm-hmm. off-site backups say one on the cloud somewhere and a disk that you take with you that you can swap daily or weekly mm-hmm. and then a backup that's on the machine that's for quick recovery so your strategy here is as follows should you come under ransomware attack mm-hmm. that encrypted all the files on your file server you can use your local backup on that server if that hasn't been attacked to restore to 15 minutes ago quite quickly. Uh-huh. Okay. Then, should that disk be also attacked by the ransomware or there's something wrong, then you can use your daily swap to do a quick restore. Mm-hmm. B- plug the, the external drive, which you swap every second day or week or whatever, do a restore to that point. And then you use your cloud restore, which takes longer, mm-hmm. to restore the stuff up to the closest date. Okay. Your day, your weekly or daily swap and your cloud restore are also your disaster recovery uh, uh, fallbacks. Okay. If your office burns down mm. and you lose your server and you lose your on-site backup, then you can use your disaster recovery to restore whatever data is needed. Okay. That's important. But most important is to get someone who's accountable for your data mm. in your company. Mm. And make sure that person has an accountability partner who will okay. check with you, are backups done? Okay. And also check with the IT people, are your systems up to date? The guys you contract out, are the backups done there? All the companies that we work with that have the the most... Uh, secure and effective IT policies has someone on staff who talks with us regularly and stays mm-hmm. accountable with us and keeps us accountable mm-hmm. and it also keeps the owner of the company and vice versa accountable to make sure their data retention and your data security is taken care of and then finally train your users mm. don't click on links in email don't just uh, use simple passwords mm. user training is extremely important and on that is also create a framework for users to report when they've made a mistake. Mm. Because a user who accidentally, because it might happen, yeah. enters That's their so email easy. password or clicks on the link, they might want to not say anything because the mm. culture in the company is something of being hit by, by a, a baseball mm. bat every time they make a mistake. Yeah. And then they sit on that and then something bigger happens because 
a lot of the times when you see a ransomware attack on your file server, that might have been launched a few days ago. Mm. One of the machines on the network gets compromised and that machine has a virus on it that starts sending out little tests, finds the file server, mm -hmm. and then looks for a way to upload itself to the file server and then starts encrypting data. Okay. And that isn't necessarily a fast process. Mm. Now, if someone reported earlier when they saw something funny, then, then you can, can act quicker, maybe prevent the attack instead of acting on it. And Fantastic. then also keep your antivirus and your systems up to date as well. Okay. Quentin, I could chat to you quite for quite a long time on this. And I think it's such a valuable, um, it's such valuable information because a lot of people, a lot of the stuff that you've mentioned is new to me. Uh, not because I'm not interested in this, but because I don't understand it. And I think there are a lot of people out there um, who would like to know more. If they'd like to speak to you, where can they get hold of you? They can go on Facebook and look for Relishing IT. Mm -hmm. My company is Peak.Work, but Relishing IT is our company that is client-facing. Mm -hmm. um, and there they can make contact with us on Facebook. And our social media company, Social Happiness, will, will manage that for us. Okay. Um, and we'll, we'll get them in touch with us. Fantastic. To help them on that. Quentin van Royen, it's really been very informative. Thank you so much for your time and sharing this knowledge with us. I really appreciate Welcome. your time. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye.